welcome to Ichabod's house. Um, we are very excited to be here. I'm so happy it's summer now and the, there's like sunlight a lot. Oh, I know. Me too. Well, technically it's still spring, but it feels very summery. It does feel very summery. Yeah. For a while there, I thought that um, Nebraska and Arkansas had changed, had switched weather because it was like super hot up in Omaha and it was like super cold here. I know. Right. Same. So Jen and I both have the sniffles. And so we're, we might be clearing our throats a lot. Who knows? Just going to have to bear with us a little bit. Summer allergies and colds. Gotta love it. Exactly. I don't think we have anything from Google and beyond, do we? I do not think we do. No. Okay. So now we have Ichabod's nose. Yeah. You want to go first on that? I do. My husband okay. bought me a surprise book. And I may have mentioned this one. I don't remember, but I've been really sick the last week. I'm just recovering. I've got the whole Kathleen Turner voice going on here. Very you do. seductive. You're, I would like to call 1-900 and talk to you. Yeah. It's The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Really good horror book. And it's about a group of women who have a book club and a vampire moves into their neighborhood. So. Fantastic. There you go. I love that. That's my pick. Okay. Well, I have a couple. So if you want a good horror movie about possession, you need to watch Veronica. And that's on Netflix. And it's very good. It's a subtitled movie. It's a, from a, um, it takes place in Madrid. It's just very, very good. Um, and I have to say that I probably won't do a Ouija board session after watching that movie. Oh. I think I'm out. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm out. What do you know? They, it'd be nice if they'd make movies that show good things that happen with Ouija board. Like everybody closes it out the right way and, you know. Spoiler alert. Nothing good ever comes of using the Ouija board. Right. For sure. So I'm over that. I'm kind of past it. I might, you know, once the sting of this movie settles a little bit, maybe I'll feel differently. But I don't know. As of right now, I don't want to do a Ouija board thing. Good. Because so. I have zero intention of ever um, doing a Ouija board with you. Ever. <laughs> well, if you're asleep, no, I'm kidding. I think, <laughs> I wouldn't don't do you actually have to participate in the Ouija board in order for something? To- you're supposed to. Yeah. Well, no, something can happen if you're by yourself. Oh, God. I guess we did discover that on the whole Zozo episode. Correct. Yes. Okay. And then I introduced my daughter, who's 13, to the movie The Wrong Missy. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. Oh, my God. It's with David Spade, and it's with the – I don't know her name. She was in Jurassic World. She played Stuart's girlfriend on Big Bang Theory. She's super funny. The comic book store guy's girlfriend oh, okay. on Big Bang mm-hmm. Theory. Tall. Yep. Anyway, it's with David Spade and her, and it's hysterical, and it's super raunchy. And so there were parts that I had to fast forward through that Elizabeth couldn't see. But I forgot how hysterically funny that movie is. Okay. So if you want something funny, watch that because it's so good. When was it made? Just within the last couple of years. Really? I think last year. Yeah, I think last year it came out on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. So good. So yeah, you need to watch that. Okay. All right. Well, now, so today we're going to talk about the actual exorcism of Annalise Michelle. And I do want to preface this and say, this was not a one-time event. I didn't realize that exorcisms could take place over several. I don't... This took place over a year. Yeah, I don't think any exorcism is a one-time, 
you exercise it, one shot it happens over and over and over and over again yeah and she still tried to go to college she was working on her thesis paper while all of this was going on and there were 46 sessions between october and february and that was just between october and february there were 46 sessions so there were even more than that but i was able to count them up because they they did it they they the book did it through her diary so there were actual dates of the exorcism so i could actually count them up but after that there were very there were many but they weren't as separated i couldn't really count how many those were so anyway she had a lot Poor, poor woman. Yeah, she had a lot going on. Between September 24th, 1975 and February 29th, 1976, 46 exorcisms were performed on Annalise. At the first exorcism, the room was packed. In attendance were Father Renz, Annalise's sisters, Barbara and Roswitha. Roswitha, whatever. Joseph and Anna, who are her parents, her boyfriend, Peter, Peter Hine, and fathers Alt, Herman and Roth. There was an altar set up on a side table with a statue of Jesus and framed pictures of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, St. Michael the Archangel, and Padre Pio. At the first session on September 24th, Annalise starts out laughing and spoke with everyone. It was just like they were having tea, having a little potty. When it was time to start, Father Wren sat down beside her and Annalise asked him to take her hands because she was scared for what was to come. As Father Renz made the sign of the cross over her head and sprinkled her with holy water, she began to react violently. She roared and raged, and her body trembled and twitched. The people there said they could see the hatred in her facial expressions. Good Lord. I know. Annalise said that she was aware of everything going on around her and her own actions, but it was as if she was an observer rather than a participant. She had no influence as to what was going on. Joseph, Peter, and Peter Hine held Annalise as she attempted to bite and kick those before her. Even though she was being restrained by three men, she was still able to violently struggle. Now, and she's weighing what? Well, they didn't really ever talk about that, but she's already slight of build. Right. And she hadn't started fasting as of yet, but she's already a very slight, sickly female. Okay. So she's able to fight off three men. Three grown men. Okay. She would scream and howl like a dog at times. She would repeat often, put away that shit, talking about the holy water. Father Renz would ask all the required questions. What is your name? Reason for possession? When are you leaving? To which he would get no answers. He continued to pray over and over in the name of the Blessed Trinity and called upon the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the angels and the saints to expel the demons from Annalise. Good God. The the first session lasted about 3.5 hours because Father Renz was busy performing the actual exorcism according to the ritual. There was no time for him to write his account. From September 29th on, he began tape recording the sessions. Thea Hine and Joseph also recorded them. So I had a question here. How do they know when they're doing an exorcism session? How do they know when to say, that's enough for today. Good workout, everybody. Let's go home. I think when they're when when she's either, you know, exhausted and falls asleep 
or they aren't getting any reaction from the demons. Okay. And we'll find out a little bit about why they do that, why the demons don't react here in a little bit. Okay. So for all those involved, they came to believe she was being molested by a malevolent spirit who had taken over her will, not her soul, which I didn't know there was a a difference in Mm. that, but apparently there is. Father Wren stated at times it looked as if someone were shocking Annalise, and other times she would jerk as if being pushed. Following our accounts and excerpts of recorded conversations with exorcists and the demons, it is important to note that while this dialogue is important to Annalise's story, it doesn't mean what is said is actually true. We are just showing what is said in all its creepy detail. Crazy. Uh On September 29th, 1975 the demon lucifer showed himself now this doesn't mean that this was the actual devil or maybe it was but just remember it's a demon speaking and they can't be trusted what's the first rule in the exorcism club no talking about the exorcism club what's the second rule of exorcism club no trusting the demons lucifer stated the snot nose is cursed i will not let her free I will not get out alone, and we are many inside her. Oh, that hurts. That was good. Thank you. The demon also <laughs> stated that they needed to pray much more. The affair would last for at least six more months, and Annalise was cursed from birth. Aw. I know. I know, this poor girl. Father Renz asked how they disturbed Annalise at her arbiter, her tests. Because they kept talking about that they were invading her and things like that. They replied, we got her all confused in German literature in that hour she was in there. She didn't know back to front. We had permissions. She still passed. So they were kind of ticked that they bothered her and then she still passed. Damn. The demons went on to say that people no longer believed in religious books, hell, or the positive effects of prayer. The demons would argue a lot amongst each other during the exorcism. They seemed to not be very powerful at times because the Blessed Virgin Mary seemed to be able to control them if desired and force them to reveal things against their will. The demons named are Cain, Judas, Nero, Hitler, and a pastor Fleischmann. Father Alt did some research on this particular demon, Pastor Fleischmann, as he was unknown. The pastor was a womanizer and a bully. He was also described as a drunkard. He actually beat a man to death right in front of the parish Mm. house. It has also been reported that he battered a woman so fiercely that for months she remained in the care of the Barber of Wurzburg, which... We know barbers are yeah, surgeons they are. and doctors or whatever. Right? So it, wow, so, dang. Yeah. But he was a pastor, man of God. Sweet Jesus. At one point, Father Renz tried to discern and provide proof that Annalise was actually possessed. He brought in three glasses of water. One contained holy water. One contained water from Sam Damiano. And the other had tap water. She picked up the San Damiano glass and said, San Damiano shit water. She drank the tap water. I'm sorry. It should be noted, however, that possessed people can drink holy water at times without stirring a response from the demon. During one session, Annalise grabbed Thea by the throat and it took two men to rescue her. Thea would say later that Annalise, while just a slight thing, had the strength of a bear. Annalise was able to understand questions that were asked in Dutch, Chinese, and Latin. 
The different demons could be identified by the way they spoke, tones of their voices, and facial expressions. Lucifer spoke in a majestic, intelligent way. When Hitler spoke, he barked. Annalise seemed most frightened, however, of the demon of Pastor Fleischmann. Can you imagine that? No. Being more afraid of this pastor than of Lucifer or Hitler? No. Damn. During an exorcism on October 6, 1975, Judas took credit for how communion is given, stating, I can't do that low voice like you can. Giving of communion in the hand is my work. I feel like Cookie Monster when I talk like that. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> exactly. I like communion wafers. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> After the Vatican II, changes to the liturgy were, were implemented, and this included the change in taking communion. This change, the demon said, was just another way people were separating from God. Now, I am not Catholic, so I don't understand all. I suppose it went from the priest placing the wafer or whatever on their tongue to the, to the Catholics actually being able to touch it, maybe. I'm not really sure. But anyway, Judas took credit for that. And on October 10th, Judas stated. Okay, so we've established. This is you, Judas. Judas is Cookie Monster. Correct. First, let us torment her still. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Cookie. <laughs> Human soul. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> to which the exorcist replied, how much longer? Nom, 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 nom. When I have said everything. I will get out. <laughs> Jen and Andy, making exorcism fun. Okay. Father Rodwick, or Rodvick, I forgot how we pronounce that, told Judas that he should get away now, that Annalise could not handle it anymore, both mentally and physically. Judas replied that she can bear this a little longer because she is cursed and because the guardian angel is with her, or else she would have already hung herself. She can hang in. She's good. Damn. Exorcists are often asked if a demon can kill a possessed person. The answer is that they may want to, but God prevents it. Okay. God, got a question for you. If you can prevent a demon from killing a human, why the fuck do you let something like possession occur in the first place? Sorry. Same with you, Blessed Virgin no. Mary. Get off your asses, I, kick them out. They talk a lot about this, too, but this was, like, way too deep to get into, but now we're going to get into it a little bit, but I didn't put it in the script, that she, and, and it's also seen in the in the movie, The Exorcism of, of Emily Rose, that she actually talks with the with Mary, and Mary's telling her, you're suffering for the sins of others, which doesn't make sense to me, because Jesus already did that. So I I'm confused on that part. Yeah. And I don't know if the demons are making her believe that or not. I don't know. Anyway, it's very it's very involved, that piece of it. So I didn't really put it in there. All right. So demons can't kill humans because God prevents it. Because of holy angels, the action of demons is limited. Both Lucifer and Judd, or we couldn't call him Judas, kept stating that Annalise was cursed <laughs> and she had been from birth. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're going to call him Judas. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So both Lucifer and Judd, or Judas, kept stating that Annalise mm -hmm. was cursed and she had been from birth from the beginning. Lucifer also kept saying that he 
has so much to say. The goal. Does this remind you of anybody? Uh, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Does it remind me of anybody? I don't know. In a political arena. Oh, God. Who you could just see saying, I have so much to say, but I'm banned from everything. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. It just kind of reminds me of that. So if people start having bad comovers and um, I, well, be interesting. I'm going to make them listen to me against their will, by golly, if that's the only way I can get them to listen. (laughs) I'm sorry. That just reminded me of him. Okay, go ahead. The goal of the demon is to draw the faithful away from the teachings and the obedience of the church. They are fine with supporting tradition of modernism whichever helps them attain their goals. For the one performing the exorcism, a general rule to follow is to avoid questions of curiosity. (laughs) So like you wouldn't ask a demon, do you prefer blondes or brunettes or redheads? What's your sign? Or do you wear white after Labor Day? Do you like pina coladas getting caught in the rain? Exactly. Because that's not the goal here. The goal is to expel the demons. You just stick to questions that directly relate to the task at hand, expelling the demons. The demons are conscious of the fact that by engaging and speaking during exorcism, they risk increasing the faith of those involved. Mm. If this happened, if they were responsible for increasing the faith people had in God, it would pain the demons greatly. It would vex them. Mm. Their only goal is to separate souls from God. Have you vexed a demon today? people if so call 1-900 no (laughs) call (laughs) 1-900 and i'll talk to you exactly call 1-900 jen has a cold (laughs) all right you could get cookie monster or lucifer your choice the options your choice it's better than bert and ernie or barney Barney, they just put a gun. They to their probably head. would. It's they saying, did, like, just end it right I'm there. I'm done. Going to hell. Already there. <laughs> exactly. Regardless of the demon's anger and encroachment on Annalise and her tests, she passed her exams. She must have been a smart cookie. I know. The demon revealed that even with them trying to work against her, Annalise passed the exams with the help of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who's never showed up when I'm taking medical boards. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I would agree. Ever. In December, Annalise was feeling better, and she wanted to partake in communion. So, her wonderful boyfriend, Peter, I mean, that guy's got to be a saint, right? Saint Peter. The rock. Right? Because he met her, and two weeks later, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm possessed and can't love you the way you should be loved. And he's like, nope, I'm in there, babe. I'm in it to win it. So, Peter drove her and her father to church where she was able to receive communion. Lucifer was ticked about this. He said, if that one goes once more to communion, I will tear her to pieces. I will spit out that thing, meaning the host. And to make things worse, she also kneels down the stupid sow. And just like that, Yoda showed up. (laughs) Well, he needs to be there for guidance. On February 1st, 1976, Judas stated, Possessed you are. Oh, no, wait. That's Lucifer. <laughs> this is Judas. This is nom, nom, nom. Next week, the snot nose will not eat. She has to fast, that stupid slut. Nom, nom, nom. We will torment her. 
and it is useful to fast. She will not die of starvation. Which is super ironic because that, in fact, is what she dies of. So here's the thing. If the if the demons are telling her to fast, why is anybody believing what the demons say? Well, so they are they're not saying, "Oh, you need to fast and are and, and are holding food from her." They they're not supporting that. She physically can't put the food to her mouth or they won't let her open her mouth to take it. So we'll talk about that oh, here in a minute. Damn. So the exorcist says, "What profit do you get in tormenting Annalise?" And the demon answered, Nom, 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 nom. It is our amusement. Nom, 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 nom. There's only wickedness and torment in us. We wish to come out and eat cookies. Then get out if you wish it. <laughs> <laughs> then get out if you wish it. We have fresh baked cookies over here. Mm, he doesn't permit it. And in he, they're meaning again God. So all that week, there were many times Annalise was not permitted to eat or eat only very little. One day she was not allowed to eat at all. Father Renz asked how she knew that she wasn't allowed to eat. Annalise, my child, how do you know you aren't allowed to eat? I feel it. I may be tremendously hungry, and then there is a barrier there. It is like a compulsion, and I am not allowed to. Also, it makes my butt look big. She was also not allowed to dress for the winter weather with gloves and hat. She was not allowed to use covers during the cold nights. She said to Father Renz, I never thought it would be as cruel as this. I always thought I would want to suffer for others, so they would not have to go to hell. But I did not realize it could be this bad and this cruel and terrible. People think suffering is an easy matter, but when things get really awful, you don't want to go on. You don't want to take a single step further. I'm never going to be a Victoria's Secret model at this rate. And Father Renz replied to her, But just think, if you stuff the cups of the broth, <laughs> you too could become a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said, But just think, he has only power over your body. It is when the evil one has power over one's soul. That is when things are really bad. You can't do anything against it, as you are being forced, so you carry no responsibility. Mm. Wise words, wise words. Wise words. Praying was very contradictory for Annalise. Sometimes she could not pray for days or weeks. Other times she had to kneel for hours and pray one rosary after another until 12 or 1 a.m. She was forced to do it. Damn. It was horror mm -hmm. for her. She said she felt an abysmal horror that no one could imagine. She thought the horror might have something to do with the fact that she wanted nothing to do with sacred things. She was a religious person, and to be disgusted or afraid of sacred things would be horrifying to a person like that. Yeah. Another terrible thing to be noted about possession is the demon's influence on the mind. They introduce insistent impulses towards obsessions, fear, and desperation. This explains the obsessive repetition of genuflections and prayers during the final stage of her possession. Ugh, the body of the possessed becomes a jail for the evil spirits. Annalise was like a city 
surrounded by her exorcists and those who helped them. Annalise was like a fortress where the demons were on the defensive from their attackers, but at the same time were prisoners. Oh, good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, the author did that. I can't take credit Damn. for that. But that's what the author, yeah. But that's that's true because they, they do want to leave, but they can't right now because it's almost like they, they say that Mary won't let them leave. And Mary's also telling Annalise that she's doing this, she's suffering to help the sins of others. So it kind of reminds me of, have you ever read the Old Testament and all of the plagues that God placed upon the people? Mm-hmm. I think there are like 10 of them, right? Mm-hmm. And he did that on purpose. Like he made them suffer on purpose. Even when the emperor wanted to help the people in Egypt and he was like, okay, I'm done. You know, you win, basically. God was like, no, you're going to keep doing what you're doing and kind of pun. And I didn't understand that when I read the Old Testament. And I'm probably not understanding it, how it should be understood or something. I don't know. I've never was in a Bible study or anything. I just read it on my own. But it's almost like that's what is happening here, that Mary's saying, I don't care that you want out, demons. You're going to stay in there, you know, if that's what's really happening. After February 29th, 1976, the demons did not speak anymore. They had finally said all they had to say. That doesn't mean they left her, though. On March 3rd, 1976, Annalise traveled to Wurzburg, the town her school was in. She couldn't return home for the weekend because she had become so stiff that she couldn't move. Her friends found her crouched on the floor in her room a few hours later. A couple days after that, her condition improved, and she went to visit Thea Hine. She made Thea promise to protect her and never, ever call a doctor. Annalise felt that the medication did not help her and only prayer brought relief. Mm. After Good Friday services, Annalise remained in the church, standing, staring in a trance-like state. Several hours later, Peter got her home when she was stiff and in a semi-conscious state for two weeks. On April 30th, 1976, during the evening, Annalise began screaming loudly and continuously. Anna and Roswitha called Father Renz and Father Alt to do an exorcism, and they agreed to come out the following morning. However, when they arrived, they found Annalise relaxed, like nothing had happened. They moved her to the parish in Edelben, where she could work on her thesis, and Father Alt would be close by. On the drive there, she told Peter she would have to suffer until July. Once in Edelben, she was happy and eating and drinking. This did not last long. She began to scream and moan for hours. She could not eat, and she slept on the floor with her body stiff and contorted. The demonic attacks lasted for a week, prompting to move back to her family's home. She told them the months of May and June would be bad, and they Mm. were. She would have small periods of respite when she would laugh and joke as if nothing were wrong. The next minute, she would be wild, hitting her head against objects, punching her own face, biting herself, rubbing her face against the wall. She would often hit her head from falling backwards as if she had been pushed. God. She was just getting beat up, and this happened constantly. Good Lord. Constantly in May and June. Mm -hmm. On June 8th, Father Alt came to the house, took notice of Annalise, and asked what she had been eating. They told him that she was able to eat a banana once in a while. She ate little or nothing, sometimes unable to swallow what she was allowed to bite. He stated he thought this was a penance possession, where she had to suffer for the sins of another, perhaps a family member. At times, Annalise would do 600 genuflections without stopping. Screaming, 
thrashing and hurting herself were commonplace all through June. The last um, exorcism on June 30th, 1976, Annalise was continuously genuflecting and they used a pillow to soften the blows to her knees. As everyone left and said their goodbyes, Annalise asked her mother to stay. Her last words were, Mama, please stay with me. I'm afraid. At 8 a.m., the next morning, Anna called to Joseph to tell him that Annalise had died. Ugh. Father Renz, Father Alt, and Joseph and Anna Michelle were charged with negligent homicide. The coroner found that Annalise had starved to death. Testimony from all of Annalise's doctors and psychiatrists was heard, as well as college professors, clergy, and family members. All testified that in the last several months, Annalise refused medical care. The prosecution asked that all four be found guilty, that the priests be fined, and no punishment be given to the Michelles. All four defendants were sentenced to six months in prison, which was suspended with three years probation. Father Alt was fined 4,800 Deutschmarks, and Father Renz was fined 3,800 Deutschmarks. They also had to pay court costs. All four initially appealed the court's decision, but later withdrew that appeal upon the realization that they were just given a golden egg. The case dominated the media in 1978 Germany. The public had great disdain for the defendants. So what caused Annalise to be possessed? The demons stated that the possession was due to a curse initiated by a woman in Annalise's village. This woman was the wife of an ex-boyfriend of Anna. In 1947, Anna had a relationship which produced her first daughter, Martha. Anna and Martha's father went their separate ways. In 1950, Anna met Joseph and they were married. Martha's father's wife could have been jealous of Anna's marital and financial good fortune and could have initiated the curse. Some people thought it more than mere coincidence that Pastor Fleischman had a daughter named Martha. Wow. So, dun, dun, dun. so let's legit or bullshit the possession of Annalise Michelle. Yeah, I think it happened. I absolutely think it happened. Oh, man. Or what? Because I don't know. Is there a mental illness where you can hurt yourself to such a degree like that? I suppose there is. I suppose there what do you is. Think? She would have to be seriously, seriously crazy. I'm on the fence. But see, she wrote her thesis. You know, she wrote her thesis. She was still functioning. She had those lucid moments where she could laugh and joke with people and be loving. And the contorted body, that gets me too. Yeah, that's weird. I just don't understand the purpose of all of it. And I look for a reason for it to make sense. And I look for if there's a divine then there's no excuse for something like that to happen. If the divine is the divine, then they shouldn't need things like to pick on a single person to suffer for the sins of others. I, I just find that whole tenet of Christianity a little stinky. It's hard to swallow. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. I don't I don't understand that either. I don't know. I, I this one I'm going to plead. I just have no idea. I can't, I can't legit or bullshit it. I certainly don't think she was faking or lying, but I cannot determine whether I think she was mentally ill or whether this was true possession. I do believe in demons, so I guess there's that. 
I believe in ghosts. I believe. Well, and I think um, too, you know, what's the second rule of exorcism club? You don't trust the demons. So they could have also been putting these things in her head that mother, that Mary wanted her to suffer, that Mary was not letting them out. That could have been all coming from the demons. Right. That's the only way I can wrap my head around it. Yeah. It is a tough one, right? It really is. So let us know what you guys think. You know, send us an email or post on our Facebook page what you think about this. If, you know, if Annalise was really possessed or if she just needed some good hallucinogenic drugs or something. Exactly. For sure. I don't know. Okay. So I'm at a five that she was possessed and you're at an I don't know. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Just because I'm middle of the road. I do not think she was faking anything at all. And I think there was clearly enough concern by the clergy and that that something was going on, but I just, I'm not sure. Just not sure. All right. So coming up in the next few weeks, we are going to do the real life story behind the blockbuster movie, The Exorcist. And Jen and I will be doing our tour of the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and attending the Falk Monster Festival in Falk, Arkansas. So we will have a week or two without any episodes. But you can always re-listen to previous episodes uh, if you'd like. And as always, reach out and say hi, create a post on Facebook, or shoot us an email. We love connecting with you guys. We will be posting a lot of Instagram photos, hopefully while we're on our trip together. So you'll be able to follow along with what we're doing. Please post any of your own pics or stories on our page. We love to hear from you and we love to hear your stories. So you can react, like we said, you can reach out on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at Jen and Andy at Ichabod'sHouse.com. Until next time, remember, Ichabod loves you. And bring a flashlight and always bring extra pants. (laughs) 